Hello, and welcome in everybody once again to the Team Not Roll 6 Fantasy Football League Podcast. I am your host, Stephen Patterson, and with me as always, the the vaunted Eric Colness. Eric, how are you, sir? I'm good, I'm good. Just downloading Call of Duty Modern Warfare, or attempting to, that is. Um, you guys, nice. you guys should all get PS4s and play with Real, relive the nostalgia. <laughs> I've got a beer and I'm watching the Chicago Bulls season opener. Okay, so that's way cooler than just, what I'm doing. I'm doing laundry. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Um, today's gonna be a little bit of a, an abbreviated show potentially, um, because unfortunately Eric and I have lives outside of fantasy football. But uh, it we're sucks. still gonna do a show for you guys. We're still gonna give you picks. Um, and hopefully a lot of a lot of good information and some good laughs. So uh, you want to get right into it, Eric? I'm ready. Born. There are a couple of league news topics that I wanted to get to around the NFL um, quickly before before we really dive into things. Um, guys, I don't know if you heard, but Patrick Mahomes has been hurt. Knee dislocation, going to miss a few weeks. Eric, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs' skill players? Are they dead to you? Um, yes. Okay. I would say, I mean, I think, I think Travis Kelsey is fine. And I think that, uh, Tyreek is still probably fine, but all the, all those other guys like Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hardman, uh, Pringle, uh, whatever. I I just would not consider them, them startable with Matt Moore, um, at the helm, especially this week, even, especially with their schedule coming up, uh, Green Bay and Minnesota. So, yeah, I think it's, Mahomes is really a big loss, obviously. I agree. I, I think it's kind of like when Alex Smith was there. It, it goes back to being Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, and you can't start anyone else. And their ceiling is limited now. Yep. Maybe they'll run um, the ball more. Hey, well, yeah, we, that, that leads into my next point. Um, there's a former – former running back for the Chiefs that's still alive and kicking, if you will. <laughs> um, Kareem Hunt back from suspension this week. Um, what, what, what do you what do you think about the, the Hunt and, and Chubb situation? Um, it, interesting. I think that Chubb's been such a beast this year that I wouldn't expect Hunt to throw too much a wrench into that system. But I think he makes Cleveland better, for sure, in real life. I think that is a pretty disgusting combo. And I honestly don't really know how they're going to use Kareem Hunt. I can't – I'm not sure how involved they're going to get him early. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, it's really tough to tell. Like, obviously, we, we can't really legislate usage. That's not what we're good at. But if but we we have to try to, right? And, and my thought is that I, I don't see Hunt – cutting in to Chubb's usage very much, at least in his first couple of weeks back. Um, I'm really expecting them to ease Hunt into his role. Maybe you'll see five or ten touches here the first couple of weeks, and then they'll increase that depending on on how he looks and how long it takes him to get back up to game speed. Um, I think you still use Chubb as you've been using him, and I think if you've been stashing Hunt, um, you're excited to see what he looks like. You can't run him out there week one. Unless you want to know, know something fun? Super desperate. Huh? Want to know something funny? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I just picked up Crane Hunt in my work league. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> Who has him? Nate? Al? Nolan? 
LaFleur. I actually don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like I should know box that. Shit. All right, Kareem, where you at? Sorry, guys. This is this is great. Oh, Alec. Oh. Al stashing him. All right. Well, that'll that'll be interesting, guys. Um, on to my next point. Um, you know that that Aaron Rodgers guy that plays for the Packers? He looked pretty good again, man. Um, Dude. Does, does Aaron Rodgers just play better when he has no receivers? That way, he can get all the glory. What's what's going on here, man? Is he back back? Uh. I don't know. I mean, that game, I didn't watch the game. I mean, I watched the highlights afterwards, but, I mean, I can't even deny he was fucking slinging it. Just absolutely bombing it. That one Lazard catch where he, like, uh, almost got in the oh end my zone God. was the filthiest shit dude. ever. <clears throat> I love Allen. Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, and, and if and, yeah, Go Aaron ahead. had a couple of like vintage Aaron throws too. He even had one Mahomes esque no look sidearm like sling to Aaron Jones early on. Um, he looks filthy. Yeah, he looked he looked he looked pretty damn good. So, um, I think you got to be excited if you own any part of the Packers offense, and especially if you're a Rodgers owner. Lastly, same same division is Kirk good. Sometimes, dude, Kirk Cousins is amazing. <laughs> dude, what happened? I I don't. Apparently, you just needed to talk shit about him. Dude, I, and then... I'm pretty sure on this pod we like clown the fuck on him too. Like we we all we even. I mean, nothing he didn't deserve in a few of those games, but yes. I hope I hope everyone's seen the Kirk Cousins Pizza Ranch commercial now. Yes, but problem, Steven. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is playing. In prime time tomorrow. Yeah, trap re- revenge spot for him or for Case Keenum. <laughs> oh my God, is Case starting? Yeah, it's the quarterback swap duo or duel. Um, yeah, I'll be I'll be in Vegas to watch that game tomorrow night. I will not have money on it because there's no way in no, one I don't bet on my teams, and two there's no way in God's name could I ever lay fifteen and a half points with Kirk Cousins in front. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a toughie. No way. It could be the Dolphins, and I couldn't do it. We yeah, he'd find a way to lose. All right, yeah, the Vikings offense looks pretty awesome. Ola B.C. Johnson looks like a decent fill-in without Thielen, but it sounds like Thielen's not going to miss maybe any time, um, if only just this week. Um, in other news in that offense, Dalvin Cook is amazing. Yes. Um, and that's that's that. Let's move on to our Chris Hogan Memorial Player of Week 7. Um, Eric, did you have a selection here? Um, you want to go ahead and go first? I think I do, but let me, uh, let me contemplate. You, you should... You think you have a selection? Sure. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go... Gosh. This one's tough for me. Um, I was kind of leaning... Gosh. I'm leaning Jacksonville's defense. Yeah, I'm going to stick with Jacksonville's defense. They are my Chris Hogan Memorial player of Week 7. They did me dirty with a 19-point performance for Nolan's squad and led him to a a smooth sailing... Just when it looked like I had a chance to get back in that against him, um, they they had three interceptions on like six throws from Andy Dalton in the fourth quarter, um, and really really put me in the dirt. Uh, so g- giving this one to the Jacksonville defense this week. Good choice, good choice. Thank you. Um, 
I'm like, my Hogan's hero is actually in a loss um, or in a win for Nate in actually one of the closer, higher scoring matchups this week. This week was kind of, or at least uh, last week, was pretty garbage in terms of scoring. Um, yeah. Besides a few people. But uh, <clears throat> I thought that uh, DeAndre Hopkins actually had a pretty quality uh, um, comeback in terms of fantasy. People are getting a little worried about him being like, Oh, wide receiver one like he was last year. Um, and I think they're putting up 26 points and helping Nate get the W over Kyle, who was always a, a tough matchup, was a, was a very, very hero-esque play. So, uh, good job, DeAndre. 100% agree with you there. Um, last point, I, I probably... Oh, you cut out. Oh, am I there now? Yeah, you're there. You're present. Oh, I was just saying, I, I we could have made, I could have made um, Aaron Rodgers my Hogan's Memorial Player of Week <laughs> 7. But Never. Flat, flatline doing flatline things didn't even start him. So, not eligible in my dumb brain. I'm not flatline, sure. Flatline might not be alive. Flatline doing flatline things. Classic. Continues classic Alrighty. that being said uh unless there's anything else you wanted to cover around the league um i was just gonna jump right in to these matchups my friend let's do this let's do it boys this is the earliest we've ever gotten into into matchups we're getting we're getting the people what they want early <laughs> um, am i gonna win this week <laughs> see exactly that's what everyone wants to know Let's get into a matchup with two, three, and four teams battling to get back to 500. It is your host, Brunch with Daniel Skillens, taking on the aforementioned Flatline, his King of the North team. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and get us started if that's cool with you, Eric. Let's do this. Um, there, there are a couple things that, that jump out to me, and I'm going to start um, on Flatline's side of the ball. So Flatline is going to be forced, I would imagine, to start Aaron Rodgers this week, who has a phenomenal matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs defense <laughs> that starts folks such as Brashad Breland and Kendall Fuller in their secondary. Um, and then he also gets a David Johnson and Devontae Freeman running back duo that don't have the best of matchups. David seems super banged up. Chase Edmonds has kind of been the guy there. And even if he does go, the Saints' defense looks extremely stout, Eric. They um, look great. Then the last thing to mention on flatline side for me, Tyler Lockett gets the matchup, the dream matchup. Um, if Trufant is out again, maybe if he, even if he's still there, it doesn't matter. Atlanta's defense is a sieve. Um, I'm expecting Seattle to be angry and bounce back, and usually that means a lot of action for, for Tyler Lockett. For sure. Yeah, I think you, you basically nailed everything I was going to say. I hope uh, Flatline actually uh, puts in Aaron Rodgers. We'll, we'll see if um, he's able to make that change. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, a few worries. Like you said, David Johnson against New Orleans, whose defense looked absolutely amazing against the Bears last week. It's going to be rough. Um, funny enough, in that game, Allen Robinson actually looked great. Despite Latimer, yeah. <clears throat> oh my yeah. God, was he amazing? Yeah, dude, he's su- such a talented player, and it's so unfortunate that uh, our offenses is so bad. But yeah, I think that Flatline's got a few good matchups, few bad. Aaron Rodgers 
juicy. Tyler Lockett, juicy. Uh, not so high on Devonta Freeman and David Johnson, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Let's flip over to my side of the ball. What are you liking or disliking there, Eric? Um, back back on the Atlanta shit talk train, Russell Wilson um, didn't have so good of a game last week, right? Kind of a down game for Russell Wilson's standards. Um, th- yes, he threw an interception. Points and threw the dumbest interception I've ever seen him throw. Yeah, that interception uh, was pretty bad. Um, but Baltimore played really good that game, so props to them. Um, but, no, I love Russell again this week against Atlanta. A uh, glorious matchup. Um, another one that I love is obviously Stefan Diggs against Washington. Um, you know, Minnesota the last three games has looked freaking amazing, and Diggs uh, <laughs> the last two games has been probably wide receiver one in all the NFL, basically with um, those two those two performances. So really high on Diggs. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, I don't know who you're going to – I don't know if maybe there's some moves to be made on your end. I'm not sure who you're going to start in the all, but uh, what Kelvin's Ridley, Kelvin Ridley's role becomes with the absence of Mohamed Sanu in Atlanta. Will he fill in that wide receiver two spot? And that actually might help you out. <clears throat> um, and you might get some more value out of that guy because of that trade. Uh, big worry, which I'm sure you'll touch on, maybe you'll touch on, but OBJ against New England. Uh, best defense in the NFL by far. <laughs> Are arguably better than the Bears here. Um, they're insane. So, you know, lots to like uh, about your team this week. Lots of great matchups. Even the Vikings, if I wanted to go all the way down the board. Um, and I just won't talk about Terracon. <laughs> That's all I got. That's very fun. Um, there, there are two things I'll mention. One, no, I like it. It's the Bears. One, Todd, Todd Gurley had a solid, solid week last week. This week, he has to face rush defense in Cincinnati. Um, Cincinnati's been able to make just about any running back look good this year, so I'm actually kind of excited to see if we see, you know, obviously that offensive line's not playing well, um, but maybe this is a spot where you get to see Todd Gurley in the open field able to do more damage, um, busting through the line and getting into the secondary and able to, to make some moves, finish some runs. Um, kind of excited for to, to maybe see Todd at his best this week. And then you mentioned the other point I was going to touch on, which was Odell going against you know, typically what the Patriots like to do is stick Stephon Gilmore against your second best receiver and then use a combination of McCourty or Harmon, one of the safeties, with um, their second corner, um, um, Jonathan Jones, this year. Um, and they, they just doubled them the whole game. I'm interested to see if that's what they do with Odell. If, if I wanted to get really cute this week, DK Metcalf going against Atlanta, man, it's almost tempting. Um, I about, like it. About I, I know, but that, that seems too cute. But that's that's something that might be in the cards. Um, yeah, that's really all I got to mention uh, about this. Uh, go ahead and pick the winner, Eric. I think dis- despite Flatline having Aaron Rodgers, who is probably going to beast it up, and me liking Lockett's <clears throat> matchup, I think there's too much firepower this week for you. I think Russell's in a really good spot. Love uh, your wide receiver one and two and Diggs and um, Ridley. Um, so, yeah, I think you're going to get the W here. But uh, Flatline does have a lot of upside with um, with Rodgers. So. But I think you got this. 
Yeah, just too many question marks on, on Flatline's head right now for me to pick him. I think Wilson might have a big enough game to really put this thing away himself. I'll, I'll roll with myself, which we all know I hate doing. Let's <laughs> move on to our next. Um, we get a three and four Westboro Christians team led by Brett taking on a, a Nolan Winter Tyreek's babysitting service team that has won how many in a row, Eric? Is it three? <laughs> the guy, what in the, four and three? What in the hell's going on, guys? The monster. Dude. Let me ask you this. Is Nolan Winter too good for our fantasy football league? Is he bad I, for the league? He's he's OP. Yeah. We need to nerf him. <laughs> nerf Nolan Winter. Too good. Let, let's start hashtag nerf Nolan Winter right now. Yes. Um, please. Let's go ahead and start on Nolan's side of the ball. I'll let you begin this time, Eric. Uh, Yeah, I think Nolan might be in for a bit of a rough week. The buys hit him a little hard here. Uh, his best player, obviously, Zeke, um, is on a bye, and Mark Andrews, who's been kind of a beast at tight end for him um, this year, is also on bye. I know he didn't have that uh, good of a game last week, but um, who does he have to put in? Doesn't exactly have the deepest bench, so finding someone at that right receiver, or excuse me, running back two spot might be a bit of a struggle, and i don't think he has – oh, he has Jared Cook. Jared Cook's acceptable if he plays. Um, so, I think that's kind of a worry for Nolan. He's got to make, make some good decisions and slot in some guys. Um, another question would be Carson Wentz or Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has a tragic matchup against New Orleans, like we touched on um, in our last matchup. And then Carson Wentz also has a pretty rough matchup in Buffalo, whose defense has been also pretty great this year. So, um not a great big fan of the matchups here and the uh, bye weeks for his good players. Uh, I guess the other point thing I'll point out before I throw it over to you is <clears throat> uh, Tyree Kill has Green Bay and he has Matt Moore throwing it to him, not uh, former MVP of the league, Patrick Mahomes. Um, so I think there's a lot, despite Nolan's big ass winning streak, uh, lots, lots to worry about for me uh, week eight for. Um, Tyrese babysitting service. What do you think? So you, you stole the words out of my mouth basically on all accounts. I was going to mention Kyler's probably in, in for a bit of a rude awakening this week. I don't know if he's up for the challenge that that New Orleans defense currently presents. Um, but that offense in Philly just doesn't look right right now. And I think a big part of that is not having Deshaun Jackson. I, I'm not sure of his status for this Sunday. Um, but Buffalo's defense is is obviously gonna gonna be able to play play a lot of man outside, um, mix up the looks a little bit, and then and then get a get a bit of a pass rush. Um, so I'd be a little worried about Wentz's upside as well. The guy that I think is a sneaky play on Nolan's side this week is actually Brandon Cooks. Um, Cincinnati bottom five in uh, pass defense as well. And mm-hmm. if you watch that game all last week, they they let Westbrook run run free quite a few times. Um, they're cor- they're really banged up in the secondary right now. Um, both Drake, Drake for Patrick and, uh, oh boy, I can't think of their, their second corner. They were both out last week. I think, I don't know if either are going to play again this week. Um, and if either, even if either one of them misses time, you know, you're looking at some guys pretty, pretty low on the depth chart, having to go up against cooks who can fly. I kind of like his opportunity to, um, maybe find the end zone or at least catch, um, one or two long balls this week, which is his specialty. If you can give Jared time to throw the football. For sure. Um, if we go over to Brett's side of the football, he gets Christian McCaffrey back this week. But Christian McCaffrey is going up against the number one rush defense in the National Football League. And they might be number two, actually, by DVOA. But whatever. 
top top three minimum. Um, I'm really interested to see how they handle it. Um, I'm guessing what the Panthers will try to do is get McCaffrey in space in the passing game to kind of neutralize that D-line and also make that D-line run from sideline to sideline quite a bit. So I'm kind of expecting McCaffrey to be more involved in the pass game than the run game this week. Um, But that should be very interesting. Of that same sentiment, his other running back, Austin Eckler, um, Melvin Gordon has not looked great. And Eckler has been the answer to neutralizing opposing pass rushes. Um, He had a big game in the passing game last week against Tennessee. You can get after the passer, and we know Chicago can do the same thing. I'm guessing Eckler will catch four or more balls again in this game, probably for somewhere in the ballpark of 50 to 80 yards and might find the end zone, um, which is a solid day out of your your RB2 in a PPR league. Um, Definitely like a couple of the matchups there for – or I don't love the matchups, but like the situations potentially for breakfast. For sure, yeah. And I agree with you on – McCaffrey, obviously, San Francisco's run defense has been great this year. Uh, I do like Goff against Cincinnati. They're fucking garbage. So, um, I think I look, yeah. look for Goff to, you know, maybe have a bit better performance uh, or maybe keep up the consistency that he got going in Atlanta. Um, the thing about Chicago's defense is we're obviously can get to rush the passer well, but what really kills us is teams seem to beat us pretty easily by these doing these short passes um, in the middle of field or in the flat, uh, which kind of negates our pass rush and like slowly takes teams down the field. So um, I actually, I'm, not, I'm not that particularly worried about Eckler's matchup. I hope I'm wrong, obviously. Um, Keenan Allen will be fine, but again, uh, our corners are good, so uh, it'll be interesting. I uh, love Chris Godwin. Obviously, he's been fucking beasting this year. Um, right receiver two overall. Uh, got a pretty good matchup against uh, Tennessee. Um, and, yeah, that's basically it. I think there's – Brett's not killing it in the matchup department here, but the, the players he has are just have been so good fantasy-wise this, this year that it's, it's kind of hard to go against him. <clears throat> Yeah, absolutely agree. Um, <clears throat> let's go ahead and pick this one. Um, I, I I can't pick Nolan coming off of three wins. That's it's as simple as that. <laughs> give, give me Brett, dude. <sighs> Damn, I want to throw like a wrench in here and just fucking go Nolan. Just especially dude, since dude. I'm I'm sure Nolan thinks that I just don't want to pick him ever. But dude, this is just Be such contrarian. a bad. This is such a bad week to pick Nolan though, because it is. Oh, God. No, I'm sorry. I got to go, Brett. I can't – like, it, you just – yeah. No, I got to go, Brett, this week. I'm sorry, Noel. Brett's team's too talented. He's got no buys. Brett, but I think I think Noel can put up a fight as long as he slots in the right guys. Make some good decisions, Noel. <laughs> All right, let's slide into our – we get a 4-3 and three Alvin and the Chubmunks team led by Doug Hodge taking on a – Five and two Mike Hunt team led by Alec Underwood. Um, I'll go ahead and get us started this time, I guess. Um, We cool to start on Alec's side of the ball? Let's do this. Alec needs to figure out who he is going to be starting at quarterback this week. (laughs) The only quarterback on his roster currently is Lamar Jackson, who is on a bye. If we ignore that, um, let's take a look at the rest of his roster. 
Um, Josh Jacobs doesn't have a plus matchup, but I wouldn't call it a minus matchup either. But, oh, my God, did you get to watch any of that game against the Packers on Sunday? Josh Jacobs is freaking legit, man. Yeah, he is good. Um, bro, he is just crushing people when they meet him in the hole. He's got the power, a little elusiveness, the speed. He reminds me of, like, prime Doug Martin. Remember those crazy years that Doug oh, Martin yeah. had? Dude, that was the best in college. Fucking muscle hamster. Just rolling down Dude, the I field. Know. He's like the jacked gerbil. Yeah. <laughs> hamster i don't know that's kind of who he reminds me of um but i was really impressed i don't know if it's a great matchup but i just wanted to mention that i i really like his game um michael thomas has caught a minimum of eight balls in all but one game this year and this week uh like obviously patrick peterson's back but i I don't know if that necessarily means that pat's going to be shadowing him the whole game and arizona secondary is bad man um yeah, as long as they get Teddy some time to throw, the the Arizona pass rush is the only thing they really have going for them on defense. Um, I like Michael Thomas to to have a big game this week. Um, and then lastly, I'll be interested to see what Marvin Jones can do after a four <laughs> touchdown performance last week, where he basically ate Xavier Rhodes' lunch for the entire afternoon. Um, so looking funny. forward to that. Uh, what do you want to talk about here, Eric? Um, yeah, I think probably my, my highlight on Al's team this week is his running back stack with Josh Jacobs and Chris Carson. Um, love the matchups, like both those guys this week, agree with everything you said. Uh, Marvin, I don't, I think we're in for a bit of a regression for a Mr. Marvin Jones Jr., wouldn't you think? Um, yeah, if you, if you mean I, you don't think he's going to score four touchdowns this week, I, I think I agree. <laughs> um, but you still like the matchup, and I think that after last week, it's not like I d- totally hate, um, starting him at flex, but I think he's got some, uh, some options there. Uh, rough spot, also, like you mentioned, who's he going to pick up for a quarterback? Uh, that's what happens when you trade Deshaun Watson, and you're a starting quarterback, somebody. You have to find someone off the waiver wire, so... Good luck, Al. Sucks. <laughs> sucks. Sucks, bro. <laughs> but... You'd be getting Deshaun Watson against a team that Aaron Rodgers just carved up. Yep. But it's fine. We'll just make hey, Doug's you know team who's better. out there, man. You know who's out there? Oh. Th- Thursday night in prime time. Wait, Steve. Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, let's flip over to. Let's flip over to um, Doug's side here. Um, yeah, go ahead. Doug's team is pretty fucking disgusting now. I think the thing that's interesting, actually, is I was kind of looking through some of our stats, and Doug's uh, Doug's put up some eggs. His, actually, his points for is actually pretty low, but I'm pretty sure that's just because, like, last week he only scored a little bit. I think he might have put up another egg. But when you look at his, his roster, um, you're pretty excited. I love – I mean, Alvin Kamara and Nick Chubb is a filthy combo. I know Nick Chubb's against New Orleans. Um, obviously, you're still starting him no matter what. You already mentioned Deshaun Watson against Oakland. Uh, he has looked amazing this year. I think he's QB2? QB3. Um, wouldn't it be surprised for him to put up 40? Like, I would look at that and be like, yep, that sounds about normal. Um Questions at flex for Doug. Uh, Duke Johnson actually has looked pretty decent IRL. I know fantasy he's been bad, but that game against Kansas City, he was actually fucking balling. <laughs> yep. Every time he got the ball, he was actually breaking tackles. He was killing it. 
So um, don't hate, to, don't not at all hate to start if he ends up going Duke Johnson at Oakland. Um, I don't think you like Jarvis here against New England fucking at all. Um, Adrian Peterson might have got, gotten a little bump because uh, Chris Thompson's uh, – I uh, do not think Chris Thompson's playing this this week. I'm pretty sure he's out. Um, That's a horrid matchup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hor- yeah. Hor- uh, are you saying uh, Adrian Peterson against Minnesota? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, yeah, not great, but uh, yeah, not great. So, I think Duke, Duke's a good call here. Um <clears throat> But and then obviously I love Terry McLaurin. I know Minnesota's defense is good, but we just saw Marvin fucking Jones destroy them. So who knows what the hell's going to happen? What do you think about Elvin and the Chub Monks? The the two big things for me, whether or not Alvin plays. If Alvin plays, this is like a plus 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 matchup in my opinion. Yeah, um, they are horrible covering running backs out of the backfield. It blew my mind that Daniel Jones just didn't check the ball down to Saquon every single time last week when they were down because he literally could have. Yeah. Um, it made no sense. Uh, Teddy's Teddy's a smart guy. He'll figure that out if, if Alvin's in there this week. Um, the other thing I want to mention, George Kittle against the Carolina Panthers. I know Carolina's defense has been pretty darn good, um, but Carolina's base defense, they play a lot of cover four. Um, for, for those of you at home, that means they play – um, essentially both outside corners and the two safeties play play deep four corner or four quarters of the field each, um, which kind of leaves a lot of space in the underneath zones, um, which George is, is an expert at finding soft spots in those zones. Um, I kind of like his, his outlook this week, getting involved in the intermediate passing game um, and the play action passing game for Jimmy Garoppolo and company. Um, and then the Bears defense gets to take on a turnover prone Charger or Charger offense, and I will leave it at that. Um, Eric, let's pick this one. Start it up. I'll let you find soft spots in my zones. Hell yeah! <laughs> I waited oh, kind of long to, to make that joke, but I had to let you finish. Uh, oh man, <laughs> I appreciate you letting me finish. Yeah. <laughs> in your zone, I I always will, dude. I always will. I'll never <laughs> cut you off, man. <laughs> oh, um, I think this is actually kind of close. I think, I mean, obviously Al's got to find yeah. a uh, find a quarterback here. Um, and Doug, obviously, his team shit the bed last week, but I think I'm probably still going to have to go Doug. Healthy Alvin, yeah, I'm going to pick Doug here to get to five and three. This one's super tight for me. Like, mo- most bones in my body are leaning to take Doug here, especially not knowing Alex's quarterback situation. But I'm going to have to be contrarian just once. I'm going to go Alec, and my X factor is the 49ers defense. I think they might give Kyle Allen a lot of trouble this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe create a turnover, maybe find the end zone. Yeah. Give me Al in a tight one, and I don't feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's, it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Game of the week. Tight. Tight, tight, tight. Tuco. Uh, El-, El Camino <laughs> was just okay, by the way. Oh, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. It was like Breaking Bad. It was good. I liked it. Yep. It's like a long episode of Breaking Bad. Yeah. All right. Moving on to our fourth matchup. We get a th- two, three, and four teams again trying to get back to 500. We have a three and four Kareem Punt team led by, quote-unquote, Nate Pajenski taking on the other three and four team, Dark Helmet, led by my co-host, Eric Kalnis. Um Eric, do you want to start by talking about your your football team? Wait, I don't want to talk about my team first. I'll, let me talk about let okay. me talk about uh, Nathan. I'll, okay, I'll talk, go ahead. Uh, 
uh, Patrick Holmes isn't going to play football this week, so he's starting Teddy. He did but, pick up. He, yeah, he picked up two people. Yeah. He got Minshew. Yeah, so he's got honestly both Minshew and Teddy. I I think are would be acceptable starts this week, um, given both of their respective matchups. So uh, well done, quote unquote Nate. Um, Gardner bust in sluts Minshew the second. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's his name. That's what his mother named him. That's his middle mm-hmm. name, Bustin Sluts. Yep. It's just, it's just, it's clear. Um, but yeah, no, and honestly, dude, you, you and I also clowned Nate for the Carlos Hyde. Did we clown Nate for the Carlos Hyde stuff? Yeah, I did. I feel like we did. Carlos Hyde also looks pretty decent. <laughs> okay, I mean, now I'm not saying he's like super fantasy relevant, but he's looked pretty decent. He's had some good games, um, and he's got a, a up matchup against Oakland. Um, another Houston player, obviously, Jinder Hopkins had a great game last week. You could easily see him filling that what would have been Devonta Adams' role or whatever, you know, Marcus Valley's scaling role, <laughs> like how the Packers took apart Oakland last week. So, love DeAndre here. Um, another plus matchup with Delvin Cook against Washington. That's going to be um, a hard LOL on Thursday. So, um yeah, I'll, I'll send it over to you here, but less to like um, for Al. She's got to find a tight end, though, Vance McDonald. Yeah, um, for, Al, for me, the, the, the couple of guys that I'm getting excited about are his wide receivers. Yeah. Um, you, 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 you already kind of mentioned it, but, but Hopkins gets to go up against a secondary that just got absolutely destroyed by, you know, a couple of mediocre receivers in in my estimate in Marquez Valdez Scantling, Geronimo Allison, and the best well the be- the best player on that team, Alan Lazard. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, le- like Hopkins to keep the train rolling here um, in a good matchup. I'm expecting them to be throwing the football early and often, and then Cooper Cup gets to go up against, like I said earlier, an abysmal secondary, and whoever's playing in the nickel spot for them is probably going to be like whoever their fourth or fifth corner on the depth chart is. Um, I'll, I'll take Cup in that matchup any day. The only thing you worry about there is they get, get you know, they're up huge and don't really throw the ball much in the second half. But uh, I, I feel like that offense has a lot to figure out still, and hopefully McVay just keeps the foot on the gas there. Um, not much to add um, on Nate's side of the ball. Let's roll over to your side. I love the Josh Allen against Philadelphia start. The Philadelphia Eagles defense is maybe, I don't want to say the worst defense. They're one of the worst defenses I have watched this year. Um, they cannot come. Um, for some reason, it didn't, they, they even you know struggled a little bit against the run. Maybe that's just the Cowboys O-line being healthy um, on Sunday night. And they're not really generating a pass rush. And Josh Allen is elusive and, you know, he struggles to throw into tight windows, but against this Philly secondary, he might not have to throw into many tight windows. He might just have free runners everywhere, kind of like Dak did at times. Um, love, love Josh Allen this week. Um, the other, the other matchup you obviously really like is Aaron Jones. Um, Aaron gets to go against one of the worst rushing defenses in the NFL. I, I really believe that the only reason they had success against Denver um, in the rushing games because they didn't have to worry about Flacco throwing the ball at all. That's obviously not going to be the case against an Aaron Rodgers-led Green Bay team. Um, really like his outlook for the week. Um, Eric, I'll throw it over to you. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking what my team's turned into. Um, I'm, I'm trying to mount a bit of a comeback here, trying to get to 500. 
Uh, but I agree with you. Aaron Jones has been uh, a stud for me. Uh, one thing uh, I'm really excited about is the the emergence of Sony Michelle from a Patriots usage usage perspective. Um, they use him in spots. He does get a lot of carries a game now. Um, never really breaks out any big runs, but it seems like Bill knows how to get him the ball. Um, or Josh knows how to get him the ball um, where he can <laughs> score points. So I'm um, pretty excited for the outlook of Sony Michelle, especially in the, uh, the flex spot this week. Um, worried about Larry against New Orleans. Uh, I probably want to start him. I don't really know what else I would do. Uh, maybe throw Dede in there. Um, we'll see. Maybe Mohamed Sanu, who I just picked up. Not sure if you saw. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, a little worrisome there. And then, what's that? I said he might throw some touchdowns. Dude, have you seen that YouTube video of him just, like, fucking slinging it? That video's awesome. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, Saquon's a stud. He's playing Detroit. He's been just okay. So, um. Pretty, my team has been pretty middling. I'm looking for them to show me a little bit more. Oh, and also I got the X Factor, uh, my kicker, Matt Gay. Oh, big Matt Gay guy. Big Matt Gay guy. Big Gay guy. Um, let's go ahead and pick it. I'll go first. Give me Dark Helmet to get back to 500. Oh my god, dude, this is the fucking the honestly. I'm pick, I'm gonna pick myself too, dude. I'm going to have some confidence here. I'm coming back with a vengeance, boys. I was getting clowned. Everyone was clowning me. I'm going to go to the standings here. I am now tied with... We have a six-way tie. With a lot of us. We have a six people at three and four. And then Doug and Nolan are four and three. No, Doug, Nolan, and JJ are four and three. And then Al's five and three. Dude, it's so close. So something tells me it's going to be even more of a mess after this week. I do. It's going to be so funny. I, I'm so excited. So for all, let's just say the league's me, wide open, right? The now, league guys. is wide open. These standings can, the standings can be the opposite of what they are right now. Uh, come, uh, uh, week 16. So yeah, pretty excited, but yeah, I'm going to pick myself. I'm feeling confident. All right. I'm with you. Same thing. Let's move on to our fifth and final matchup. Um, we've got a four and three, shocking, another four and three team, a four and three Glock and my Amari team led by JJ taking on tackling sound mortality, sitting in a balmy three and four led by Kyle Linares. Um, I'm going to go ahead and get us rocking with Kyle's team, um, who dropped last week's game. And I, I think kind of looking ahead at it, I actually expected him to take that one and didn't, did not get it done. Um, he gets Jameis Winston back off the bye this week, who it looks like he's anticipating to start. Um, Jameis gets to go against kind of a tough Tennessee defense. The real question is, do we get good Jameis or bad Jameis? And if we get bad Jameis, does that mean we get you know, an entire second half of Jameis chasing points and still puts up a relevant fantasy number? Um, not really sure what to expect this week. I expect Tennessee to try to ugly up the game. That could kind of limit Jameis's fantasy potential, but I'm interested to see how that plays out. Um, the guy I'm really excited to see this week is Julio Jones against Seattle. He obviously gets to go 
up against Shaquem Griffin, who's a decent corner. But overall, he doesn't shadow. They play a lot of zone. And overall, I'm not very high on that Seattle secondary. They weren't really challenged much last week, but that defense as a whole seems relatively fraudulent to me. Um, what, what are your thoughts here, Eric? Yeah, I think I think probably what I'd like to touch on, I'm like Julio Jones, I'm also a big, big fan of the uh, Allen Robinson start against the Clippers here. Uh, I think Troops will be a little healthier next week. Our offenses looked bad, but I think Allen's too talented to not feast against a Clippers team that has been inconsistent. Um, so I definitely Just like, uh, yeah, I definitely like uh, uh, Allen here. Um, Jameis Winston, oh, man, dude, he's such an enigma because he can throw six picks or he can throw for 400 yards. No one knows. In fact, he, he threw for 400 yards last week. I actually didn't even know that. He threw for 400 yards and five interceptions. <laughs> Insane. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if, I think if Jameis starts, I don't necessarily hate it. It's just because I don't see him throwing five picks again. But who knows? Um, and then obviously Le'Veon Bell. I think that maybe you're a little disappointed in fan, uh, Le'Veon's fantasy performances. But when you watch those games, you can tell he's still – every much to player he has been in the past and maybe even better. It's just the Jets are bad and they got dicked down by New England. So he, he still looks amazing. Yeah, no, he looks great. Yeah. Um they just don't have anything going on offense. So against Jacksonville, which isn't like a, a great matchup or anything. Uh, it's actually not a, that bad a matchup. Yeah. I would hope for a bounce back for Le'Veon here. So Jacksonville's twenty seventh DVOA in rush defense somehow. Wow. Okay. Le'Veon Bell time. Yes, so. We'll see. Um, Jets O-line isn't really impressive. Uh, you going to move over to JJ's side of the ball? Yes. Um, I think, interesting, I wonder if, I think Devontae Adams is going to play this week. Do we know? They, they, he, I think he was limited participant in practice today. Um, let me check that news. Oh, no, he was a non-participant today. So, I feel like tomorrow's practice is really going to tell us a lot. If he doesn't practice tomorrow, I would expect again. Well, assuming – I don't know. Let's just assume he's playing for a second here. Uh, I really like the receiver stack with T.Y. The freaking Indianapolis hasn't skipped a beat or maybe a little bit of a beat, but barely with Andrew Luck retiring. I think they've been – they've looked pretty good, and T.Y. Um, has been beasting. So, if you got T.Y. and uh, – uh, uh, freaking Devonte, Devonte in there. Um, you definitely <laughs> like that. Uh, James Connor got has a glorious matchup against Miami. Um, they, honestly, maybe a bit of a letdown spot. That might just be a personal feeling for for Pittsburgh. Um, but probably not because their defense is actually good. Weirdly, so. Uh, but anyway, like James Connor against Miami. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about Kyle's team. Or not Kyle's there team, JJ's I, team. There were three things I wanted to mention. Yeah, about go JJ's for team. it. One, Matthew Stafford has looked freaking excellent by my estimate. Um, He's got the Giants. Short passing game, intermediate passing, deep passing game, all of it. Um, and McKissick in there seems to make that offense maybe a little more dynamic at times um, in the passing game as well, um, whether he's coming out of the backfield or even in the slot, paired with Galladay and Jones. Um, and I like the matchup this week against the Clearly susceptible to the pass. 
Um, second thing I'm interested in, Derrick Henry going up against a top-five rush defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm not convinced the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually a top-five rush defense. I think that's a little bit skewed by their schedule. But we're going to find out this week because Derrick, as he wears on in the game, like I said, Tennessee's going to want to ugly this game up. Um, they're going to feed him plenty. And we're going to find out if Tampa Bay can really tackle when they've having this, you know, 250-pound, 260-pound guy wearing on them all game. Can they continue to tackle him? It's going to be really interesting. I'm actually, I actually think it's going to be a fun matchup to watch if you're into some some nitty gritty, um, you know, old school football there. And then the last thing, sure. let's assume Devonta doesn't go. His current stack that he's got at tight end and flex is the old two tight end stack. Um, Darren Waller, who has looked quite good um, going up against Houston, who has good linebackers, but not, not necessarily good linebackers in coverage. And then Houston, or, uh, Austin Hooper taking on, again, as I mentioned, the Seattle defense that I think is somewhat fraudulent. Actually, decent matchups for both of them, but, you know, tight ends are so. Uh-oh, you've cut out. You've gone robot. I went robot. Am I here now? Oh, you're back. You're back. All right. Pick it. Let's just, let's do this thing. Um, This one's also close in my eyes. And I don't know if you mentioned it, but yeah, the the uh, the tight end spot's actually kind of hilarious. I wonder if he'll put Marlon Mack in or, or keep the tight end combo, uh, or if Devontae Adams comes back, put DJ Chark. Don't on forget that. about Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds. Okay, I I did forget about Chase Edmonds. Thank you for reminding me. <laughs> uh, but yes, I'll pick it. Um. Uh, uh, I'm gonna go Kyle. I'm going to go Kyle. Okay. I, li- I like Le'Veon. I think Jameis Winston's upside super high. Love Julio. Love Alvin. Um, obviously, a few question marks, but nothing that outweighs uh, how I feel about uh, JJ's team. So, I think Kyle's going to get it here. Ugh, I don't know if I hate match. it, though. Yeah, Kyle's got it. I picked you, Kyle. Tight match. Tight matchup here. I'm going with Kyle. The X Factor will be, yet again, the Patriots defense. Damn. I kind of wish we both did pick Kyle, so he got pissed at us in the group chat. I know. Well, JJ's just going to say, I'm disrespecting him again, which Dude, is fine. Last time we didn't pick Kyle, he said, I'm tracking, and then he lost. <laughs> last time I picked, last time I gave JJ respect, he lost to Nolan, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, true. Oh, yeah, fate, we're, yeah we're fading JJ. <laughs> yeah, JJ. JJ only shows up when he's feeling disrespected. Yeah, true, true, true. All right, that's all the time that I have for today, folks. Um, Eric, do you have anything else, my man? No, I'm good. Good luck, everybody. It's been fun. It's so close. Yeah. Boys, best of luck. Enjoy your week eight. I'll be in Vegas if anyone wants some bets placed at the sports book. So go ahead and Venmo me some money. Oh, hell yeah. I'll send you a picture of the, of the bet slip, and I'll, I'll pay you out if you win. So uh, consider me your, your runner for the week. Um <laughs> Yeah, have a good one, guys, and best of luck. Bye.